Good morning, everyone. May God bless you. Thank you so much for listening in to our live broadcast or to our recorded podcast. We appreciate you. Just want to remind everyone, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, you can contact me at jasondemars.com, or you can also leave your comment in the comment section. Please, if you're listening in on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe and hit the little bell so that you get alerted when we go live. If you're on Facebook, please comment, like, and share our video. We greatly appreciate that. Um, please comment also if you're listening in. Send your greetings where you're listening from. We love to hear from you. Also, on our website, we have a number of free resources. You can order them um, there, and we ship for free as well around the world as the Lord provides for us. God bless you. Brother Kenny and Sister Janelle, God bless you. Sister Zara, greetings and God bless you. Sister Rhonda, shalom. Brother Tony from Madawaska, thank you all for listening in. Love to hear from the rest of you as well. Sister Mai, God bless you. With that said, we're going to continue on our topic, the attributes of God, this time looking at the foreknowledge of God. So there's two parts of this. There's the knowledge of God, and then there's the foreknowledge of God. Of course, they're blended together. But specifically, the knowledge of God is speaking of his capability, and then the foreknowledge of God is speaking of his, how he plans beforehand. So um, God knows everything. Everything that happens, past, present, and future of all creatures, all things, every thought, every action, every single detail in the life of every single being in heaven, earth, hell, and the ocean. God knows every minute detail about you, about your being, about what you're doing, about what you're thinking, about what you're planning. As we showed before, God cannot gain new knowledge he doesn't somehow learn of what you're thinking. He knew what you would think about before there was even time or space for you to dwell in. Nothing escapes God's notice. I mean, think about Psalm 139. Read that when we're done here, Psalm 139. He knows our, th I'll go through some of the things in it. He knows our thoughts. He knows when we sit down or stand up. He searches out our paths, and when we lay down, and our, it is acquainted with all our ways. Even before a word is on our tongue, He knows it. We cannot go anywhere to flee from His Spirit. If we make our bed in hell or go to the farthest depth of the sea, He is there. If I go into darkness, He's there, and, his, and the darkness is as light to Him. He formed our inward parts and knit us together in our mother's womb. Greetings, Brother Gary. Hebrews 4.13 says, And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Ezekiel 11, verse 5, the last portion of it, says, 
Thus have ye said, O house of Israel, for I know the things that come into your mind, every one of them. Psalm 90, verse 8. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance, or the, the light of thy presence. Psalm 147, verse 5. I can speak, I promise. Great is our Lord, and of great power. His understanding is infinite. So, God's mind doesn't grow tired by getting information. His, his knowledge, his understanding is infinite. There's no cap to it. There's no limit to it. God's eternal purpose will stand. Prophecy will be fulfilled. It's impossible for God's knowledge to be tapped out. So let's look at the foreknowledge of God. Um, this one can sometimes be a very touchy subject. People will take this topic and unfortunately begin to pervert God's truth. Um, again, God's decrees are eternal and they're based upon His free will. Acts 2.23 says, Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken by wicked hands and have crucified and slain. 1 Peter 1, verse 2, Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. This word foreknowledge in the Greek is prognosis. Uh, we've, we've sometimes heard it pronounced as prognosis, but it's prognosis. Um, for to know beforehand. Uh, another way of looking at it is forethought or pre-arrangement. So, historically in Christianity, um, you had the you have the Calvinistic thought and the Arminian thought. So the Arminian thought teaches that God's decrees are based upon his foreknowledge. That is, that he merely knows beforehand the future, the future choices of free agents and as such ordains them to be. So in this understanding of God's foreknowledge, the cause of his election is not his purpose, but rather our believing. That is something that we can do. To, to put it another way is believing is the cause of our salvation. This puts our will at the forefront and God's will then submitted to the will of His creation. There's several scriptures that are important in, in this discussion. Romans 9.11 says, For the children being not yet born, 
neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. So the children weren't born. They haven't done anything good or evil. That what? This is talking about the choosing of Jacob and Esau. That what? The purpose of God according to free will might stand? No. That the purpose of God according to election might stand. Not of works, not of any choice of them, but of him that calleth. And if we're, conf if we're getting confused that the, somehow this might be just talking about good works, uh, no, it's not just talking about good works, it's talking about free will. Romans 9.16, So then is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. Our salvation finds its foundation in the purpose of God according to election. Not our will and our choice, and then God knowing, merely knowing our will and our choice somehow chooses us. He knows our choice, so therefore he chooses us. This scripture is, is thwarting that idea. It's not that. It's not based on our will or our running, but God's sovereign choice of whom he will give mercy to. Brother Branham says this in The Great Warrior David, 1955. Last night we were speaking of the same thing, that gifts and callings are without repentance. It's God's election and foreknowledge is what makes the thing so. If we have a desire, the Bible said it's not him that willeth or him that runneth, but it's God that showeth mercy. See, it's not whether you will or whether you want to or where your desires is, it's whether it is God's will or not. In the sermon, modern events are made clear by prophecy. It's got to come according to the word if it comes from God, because it's to vindicate or to prove God's presence. And he foreknows all these things by his foreknowledge he ordained, foreordained, it's called in the Bible predestinated, every age to its place and every man to its place and every messenger to its place. He is God. The devil ain't pulling nothing over on him. And he's God. He is, and he has ordained everything to take place and falls just exactly in line with his word. Let's go back to that, that scripture we wrote, read there. Speaking of Christ, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. So, determinate counsel. That means he's predetermined what was going to happen. And then it's added, and foreknowledge of God. So these things are directly related, predetermining and foreknowing. So he, he predetermined and foreknew. So he predetermined and prearranged everything that would take place, that would lead to the event that Christ died on the cross for our sins and for our salvation. 
Romans 8, 29 through 30, for whom he did foreknew, foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. I want to emphasize here, for whom he did foreknow, whom? It's individuals, it's people that God chose. It's not just well, he foreknew their choices. He foreknew them. He foreknew persons, individuals that he chose to be, that he, that he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Predestinate means to, to fix their destiny beforehand. Destiny, destinate speaks of destiny. In other words, the, their, their, their future. Pre means he did it beforehand. So he foreknew the persons that he would predestinate for what? To be conformed to the image of his son, both our inner man and our outer man. By the, inner man by the new birth, outer man by the transformation of these bodies that he might be the firstborn among many brethren, foreknowing persons that would be predestinated. In other words, pre-planning those who would reach their destiny of a new body. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he justi also justified, and whom he justified, them he also gl glorified. Now, when we're looking at this verse, I want to dig in a little bit deeper. Them he also called. So we have predesti predestination, calling, justification, and glorification. So we'll just start with glorification. Glorification is speaking of the new body. that our, This vile body will be transformed to be like unto his glorious body. All right. So that's glorification. Justification, we know that we're justified by faith. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So... Therefore, being justified by faith. We understand faith is a gift from God. It is God's grace to us. So the fact that we get faith is not something that we have did. Our faith starts with God's will. It is not of him that willeth or of him that runneth, but of God that shows mercy. All right. So we're justified by grace through faith. Our very faith is a gift from God, resulting in our justification. Justification speaks of us being cleansed from sin in such a way that God considers us righteous. We're imputed the righteousness of Jesus Christ so that it is just as if we never sinned in the first place. Them he also called. The calling is us coming to him, coming to Christ for salvation. It says, 
He called us. It's not of him that willeth or him that runneth, but God that shows mercy. Jesus said, No man can come to me except my Father draws him first. So this is the calling. This is God drawing us to himself. And then predestinate means to fix their their destination beforehand. Again, predestined. We'll get it go up from the other direction. Or whom he did predestinate. Their destiny was fixed beforehand. They called. God calls us. We don't call ourselves justified. Justification comes from our faith. Our faith is a gift from God. God's sovereign choice to give us the gift of faith in Christ. Glorified. Again, God fixes our destiny, which is glorification, a glorified body. And he does this for individuals. It's not just the church. And if you get in the church, you'll experience this. It's individuals whom he, whom he did predestinate. Them he also called. He didn't just call the church. He didn't just justify the church. He didn't just glorify the church. It's individuals. God deals with us as individuals. In Revelation chapter 3, he says, As many who hear my voice, I will come in to him and sup with him, and he with me. He's calling individuals. He's not dealing with us as a group. He's dealing with us as individuals. Romans 11, verse 2. God hath not cast away his people which he foreknew. God doesn't merely foreknow the acts, the choices of those who repent and believe. He foreknows the people. He foreknows the individuals. It's, It's not just your thoughts and your choices. It's you that he predestined as an individual. Acts 13.48 says, And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life, believed. People will quote to you, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So they say, anyone can believe. Anyone can make the choice to believe. Absolutely, anyone can make the choice to believe. However, who are the ones that do make the choice to believe? That's this verse. When they heard this, they were glad, glorified the word of the Lord, as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. So who are the ones that, who is the whosoever will? Who is the whosoever will? The whosoever will is those who are ordained to eternal life. And they weren't ordained to eternal life because God foreknew their choice and therefore ordained them before you've done any good or bad, good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It's of him 
that call. It's God calling you individually to hear the word of the Lord and believe the word of the Lord. It's important to have a clear and scriptural understanding that God's foreknowledge is of the persons who are ordained to eternal life. His foreknowledge is not based merely on the knowledge of our actions, but it's instead based upon the counsel of his own will. He knows me, he knows you beforehand, because by an act of his eternal will and purpose, you were his. You were his sheep, you were his seed, you were his child. He wills that we come forth and that we receive salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, thank you all for listening in. Uh, Tomorrow, we'll be continuing on and looking at the subject of the immutability of God and the power of God. So, as I said before, any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, feel free to let me know at jasondemars.com or you can do so directly in the comments section. We have free books, free materials on the website as well. If you just click on resources, you can go there and place an order. It's completely free. Um, A few more people sent their greetings. Brother Emmanuel from Pakistan, God bless you. Um, Brother Botamani Firi, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining in. And we appreciate you. And we ask the Lord's richest blessings upon your life. And tune in again tomorrow.